Hello. Can you hear that? Can you hear it on that corner over there? Yeah, some nods. And can you hear it over there? Good. Okay, just checking. Um, I'm not really checking the microphone. I'm checking you're awake. Um, we're going to have a fun time for the next 10 minutes. It is the start of Lent, and historically Lent is a season when people like to give things up for the purpose not of losing weight or getting financially fit, but they give up things in order to practice in a deeper way uh, the Christian journey. And so before I talk a bit more about Lent, I'd love you to turn to somebody, ideally someone you don't know who's sitting near you, and say, hi, my name is David, and for Lent I'm giving up this. And if it's nothing, just say nothing and laugh. Don't say nothing, but say, my name's David, I'm giving up nothing and laugh. Okay, so find someone you don't know near you. You've got 60 seconds. Say what you're giving up for Lent. Okay. Awesome. It sounds like some people are giving things up and some people are laughing. Um, we are live on YouTube right now, so I just preface that before you call out. Because um, it will be on the internet forever. Does anyone want to share what they're giving up for Lent? Just raise a hand, Kathy. You're taking up daily Bible reading. Anyone else taking up daily Bible reading for Lent? So the idea here is if, if you hear something and you think, oh, that's a good idea, I might do that too, then you can go and say to that person after church, hey, that was a great idea, I'm going to do it too. Okay, daily Bible reading. Anything else? Lucas? Gave up caffeine. Well, has anyone else given up caffeine for Lent? Well, congratulations for being here um, for the start of the service. Well done. Sally. You're going to sit in silence, and I'm just going to quote back, which is hard for an extrovert like you. That was, that was Sally's words. Awesome. Okay, uh, so some people um, like to give things up. Other people like to take things on. And... Um, uh, Quick question, does anyone know how far back we can trace Lent to? No. Um, so I'll give you a clue. Um, First Ecumenical Council, does anyone know where that was? Okay, can anyone name one of the creeds? Nicaea, perfect. Thank you. I, I think it's in there somewhere. So Nicaea, uh, the Nicene Creed. Nicaea was where the first ecumenical council came from. If you don't know what an ecumenical council uh, is, uh, it's when all the churches came together and uh, they had a potluck and um, they decided what the creeds were for the church. Um, the church was built on potlucks. No, not quite. But, it, but they all came together, and they decided uh, a number of things. And it seems that Lent can be traced back to then, although there's evidence that it came before that. Lent is not in the Bible. And so that became a problem uh, latterly, um, by which I mean in about 1525 for John Calvin. And so a number of churches today who follow that stream of Christianity and theology um, will say, well, we don't want to do Lent because it's not in the Bible. 
Um, what is in the Bible, um, as we heard this morning, is Jesus went into the wilderness, Mark 1 and verse 13, for how many days? 40 days. Um, but can anyone tell me how many days Lent is? It's a trick question, and some people knew the answer. How can you know that but not know the first ecumenical council was in Nicaea? Okay. So Lent is 46 days, starting on Ash Wednesday and going to Easter Saturday. And that excludes Sundays. And the reason it excludes Sundays is because it is a greater sin to fast on a feast day than to feast on a fast day. I said that right. Yay. Um, sometimes I say things wrong, like eyes and ears. Um, it's a greater sin, they say, to fast on a feast day. On a Sunday, what do we celebrate? We celebrate Jesus. Thank you. And the resurrection. Great. I think this side has more people. I want some more answers from over here, please. We celebrate the resurrection. And so the church said, okay, we're going to have this season of, of penitence and of, of thinking about uh, growing deeper in our faith. Um, but on Sundays, we need to celebrate because every Sunday we celebrate that Jesus uh, is not on the cross. He rose uh, just as he said he would. So, um, so Lent doesn't include Sundays. And actually, if you're someone that's into popular culture and, um, and, and fasting and things, you, you may have done this. You, you've, you've gone on a diet, and they say you can have a cheat day. So Sunday is, uh, so, so that's a Christian tradition from Lent. Uh, you can have a cheat day. If you've given up chocolate, you can have chocolate. Um, I can't believe no one said chocolate. Uh, but if you've given up chocolate for Lent, you can have a cheat day on Sunday. Now, um, Lent teaches us two things. Lent gives us a chance to practice battling with temptation in, in a, in a low-key way. Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. If you've given up chocolate, you're going to be tempted by chocolate. You're going to be tempted by the chocolate at the office, someone's birthday, and they thought in chocolate cake. And depending on if you're you know, a Pharisee or how you, how you take things, you might get the ingredients and read it and discover that certain chocolate cake actually contains no chocolate at all. And you'll say, well, actually, I, I didn't give up cocoa. I just gave up chocolate. And you'll eat it. But the, the point of it is, it gives us a chance to practice a small amount of discipline where it doesn't matter. Why? Because then there might be a time when it really does matter, and we've grown that muscle, as it were, to avoid temptation. So you're there, you're at school, you've decided to give up chocolate, it's Friday and you have the best teacher in the school, and he or she decides to bring in uh, all this chocolate. And you have to make that decision. And you start off saying, no, I'm not going to eat it. It's because it's Lent and I've given up chocolate for Lent to help me grow in my relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to have it. But in the end, there's one chocolate bar left with your name on it, literally. And so you give in and you eat the chocolate. And this is the second way that Lent can help us. Because in our walk with Christ, we do fall down. We fall short. We, we, we fall away from God. We use the word sin, and there's all sorts of things that go with that word, but it's that sense of a separation with God. And so what Lent teaches us is not just how we can work on dealing with temptation, 
but that once we fall into temptation, what can we do? Now, there's two things people do when they give in to chocolate in Lent. I'm just using that as an example. Um, and, and what will happen is they'll either go, oh, well, I tried. Next year, I'll try again, and I'll go a bit further. But the other thing, and this is my encouragement to you, is that if you give something up, or indeed if you take something on, if you said, I'm going to read the Bible every day, and after seven days, you miss it for seven days, pick it up again. Let Sunday be your reminder to pick it up again. Carry on with the fast. Because we will in life be tempted. We will find uh, it's like it was for Jesus. We're tempted to turn away from God. And all the time, the voice of Jesus is saying, come back. Come back. My encouragement is that we help each other to hear the voice of Jesus that says, come back. Have another go. Because the voice of, of the devil, if you want to use that term, the voice of evil is the one that says, you were never going to be able to give up chocolate for the whole of Lent. You were going to fall eventually, and now you have. <laughs> right? Um, I've been practicing that laugh since last time I referenced the devil and said I should do that laugh. Uh, so that's the voice of the devil all the time. The voice of evil, trying to pull us away from God. You imagine the serpent in the Adam and Eve narrative, trying to distract us from following God. And so Lent, yes, is about growing that muscle of discipline, of obedience and faithfulness to Christ by giving something up, by fasting perhaps, or by taking on a spiritual discipline, like praying more, reading the Bible every day. But it's also about going, it's quite possible that we're going to fail because we're humans. And when we do, let's commit to get up the next morning and say today, today I'm going to make the choice once again to follow Christ. I'm going to make the choice once again to carry on with this discipline in order that it might help me grow. Now, I just want to suggest one thing. Uh, if you haven't given up anything for Lent, um, I think there's one thing our whole society needs to give up for Lent. Um, and, uh, and, that, and that relates to your screen time. I challenge you, adults, teenagers, kids, look at your screen time. See which is the app that you are using the most. See how much you're using it. And then see if you can half it. And if that's Facebook, and you're on Facebook two hours a day, maybe you could give it up completely. Maybe you can give up Instagram completely. Whatever it is that's taking up that much of your time. Imagine what would happen if as a church we read the Bible for that amount of time a day. Now that's not as fun as exciting as giving up chocolate. But it perhaps is more challenging. The reality is those are the temptations that distract us away from God, away from the Bible in our modern world. We're distracted by all the things we hear. It's not a serpent per se, but it's those distractions. And so have a think. Maybe that doesn't apply to you, uh, and you've got something else you're giving up or taking on. Um, that's good too. And the church is here to help. Every week we have a confession and an absolution. We acknowledge that we're broken people. We're sinners. We know that already. And we come knowing that God is a God who loves us and forgives us.
So it doesn't matter how good or bad your week's gone. Whether you said, I'm going to give up Instagram for Lent, and you ended up finding yourself on there for seven hours a week or a day. Hopefully it's not a day. Uh, but whatever it is, come back. Come back. Uh, incidentally, if you are on Instagram, do follow St. George's. Um, <laughs> or Facebook. But I'm going to pray. I invite you to close your eyes, hold out your hands if you'd like to. This is just a sign of, of saying, God, I'm open to receive what you have to say to us. Lord, we thank you for this season when we remember Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. We know uh, how hard it is as we go through life feeling tempted to turn away from you, Lord. Would you help us to grow with one another as the church, as people who walk closer to you, who listen to your voice, who hear the voice of Jesus Say, would you come to me and rest? Amen. Kathy, come and lead us in our prayer.